Hello everyone, it's WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine and I am here surrounded by my fellow podcast members, Holly. Hello. Rob. Greetings. Scott. Hi there. And Matt. Why hello. So we recorded an episode last week and it's a really good one. If you've been following our podcast for a long time, we did a massive drink bracket and we wanted to record it ahead of time because we knew it'd be a really long session because we had a lot of funny things to say about our drinks and reminiscing about them. And to preface that episode, I said, well, we're recording a little ahead of time, so please excuse us if anything happens in the news this week. And while we couldn't excuse ourselves based on what happened in the news this week, maybe the biggest news that has ever happened since we've been doing this podcast. Um, So we had to talk about it today. So that is what uh, this podcast is going to be about mostly. Um, but we are going to start... What is it going to be mostly about? Let's let's not bury the lead. Uh, it's Bob be a... Chapek and Bob Iger. The, the tale of two Bobs. Bob Allen. Bo- they both have the same first and middle Bob name. Bob Allen. Yeah. Bob Allen. Oh. Chapek is A-L-A-N. Oh. And Iger is A-L-L-E-N. The, the preferred way, yes. you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> but what are the odds? I mean, what are the odds? Bob Allen. I prefer Allen's. traditional Allen. See, I would think A-L-A-N. If you'd said oh, spell really? Allen. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think of A-L-A-N as a first name, first name and A-L-L-E-N as a surname. Yes. Oh, so Allen, wow, Allen. wow, wow, wow. <coughs> Do you pronounce those differently? No, those are the same. My mom was going to name me Allen because she really likes symmetry and my maiden name is Fallon. So my name would have been Allen Fallon. I hate that. Yeah. I would have been Lauren like if that. I was a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Catherine. Anyhow, um, we're going to start with a topping it off, as we always do. We're going to pick a Disney drink from around the world, land, or universe. Um, and I'm kicking it to myself today. And I am going, I'm so excited about this one. I am going somewhere we have not been before. There's not many of these little spots left. In I the- mean, we've been there. We just haven't done a topping it off there. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, how could we do a top and it off if we've never been there? Um, well, as a collective we, um, I am going I'm trying to... Trying to think of where... Oh, do you have any guesses? No, I mean, if I, if you gave me like a few minutes to really ponder... All right, let's, sure. just, let's just sit here. <laughs> silence. <laughs> silence, as we think. Oh, the, the listeners um, Okay, so this comes from Avengers Campus. Oh, oh wow, yeah. okay. Um, and this comes from... Pim's Tasting Lab. Not the Test Kitchen. kitchen, Which is confusing AF. Um, So they have... This is like one of the brightest spots in Avengers Campus, I thought, was the menu here at this this place. Um, Not the food, but the drinks. (laughs) So they have several beer cocktails, which... um, I know Rob and I discovered beer moses this year, and that was a big hit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he remembers that, but um, just basically mixing beer with uh, hard liquor. So I got the Honey Fusion 2.0, and it is Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Whiskey, Elysian Space Dust IPA with lemon juice and honey syrup with a mint sprig. It is amazing it is so good this tastes like a drink that could be a homecoming um it's got the real honey flavor in it it's honey forward and it's very cutely served in a it's not a beaker a bun a buds no it's a no it's not a graduated cylinder a graduated cylinder 
No, wait, no. A beaker. A beaker's just straight up, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, a, what's the... Graduated cylinder is cylindrical. Yep, yep, yep. No, it, it was like what, a... I, well, I have to see what yeah, you're yeah, talking about. It was like this with a little lip. Yeah, it's a beaker. Yeah, it's a beaker. It was a beaker. <laughs> a graduated cylinder is a long, skinny test tube with marks on it. Oh. What's it was the a, one that's like a triangle? Isn't it like a flask? Like no. That's an Erlenmeyer flask. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a flask. <laughs> it's called a flask? Yeah, I think it's it might triangular? be. Yeah, I think it I might thought, be. No, no, no. It, it, this is a beaker, for sure. It narrows yeah. It serves in a Bunsen yeah, right? burner. It actually shoots out flame. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it would pack a punch. Yeah. It did. We, in fact, Matt and I shared this because it was... Strong AF. Um, I love Elysian Space Dust IPA. It's one of my favorite IPAs. Um, and this is a real Catherine drink, and it was delicious. I would go back, you can mobile order it. It is $17, and that's the cost of packing a wow. bunch. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I, I took a sip of this. It was good. Yeah. We we waited in line for uh, web slingers while drinking this. Your favorite IPA, like, what is that? Like, what's in that? Um, it's just, I mean, it's just a very, I think, drinkable IPA. Uh, I don't even know. I think I, you like hoppy, it, but not is too it, I was going to say, is it hoppy? Well, uh, all, all IPAs are to an extent, I think. I, I don't even. I just know I like it. I just know I like it. I don't. <laughs> um, have you had an Elysian Space Dust? I feel like it they. Familiar. I thought it's. What, how did. It's, Elysian? I thought it. Uh, Elysian. Oh, E L Y S I A N. Yeah, like, I would have said Elysian, but I think it is Elysian. Elite. Isn't that? You know, that's mm. the street that Dodger Stadium's on. Elysian Way, I believe. What is Dodger Stadium? Oh. Yeah, and that's like oh. I believe Elysian Heights is a neighborhood in L A. You um, know, guys, I just I, I'm I'm just happy that somewhere in the recesses of my mind I can still remember Erlen Meyer Flask from high school. <laughs> chemistry i don't know where that came from i haven't said that i haven't said that phrase possibly in 15 years as you can tell i was not much of a science geek myself (laughs) so is that is that a plastic cup yes it is so you yeah it's cute you keep it it. gotcha which is actually you know what i really like did we keep it oh we didn't bring it home with us i forget i feel like we were tight on luggage space but it was nice we were staying at the disneyland hotel and we ate our cereal out of it (laughs) So it doubled as a bowl, um, and it was it was great. Thanks, Hank Pym. Hank Pym, is that his name? Sure, I think it is. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, Rob, you we have any news this week? Yeah. So uh, it was last Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, uh, November twentieth, about ten p.m. Eastern. Uh, I opened Instagram to a post by WDWNT saying. Chapek out, Iger in. I didn't believe it. I thought it was some joke. They got hacked. It was some bizarre thing. So I opened Twitter, and sure enough, there's multiple sources confirming. Uh, Disney canned Bob Chapek, their CPO, CPO, their CEO, and replaced them with former CEO Bob Iger. Welcome Discuss. back, welcome back, welcome back. Discuss. So this, this was... Re- Apparently in in progress for a couple of weeks, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? So th- th- that was my big question. I had many a question. That, of how long the wheels have been in motion. Yes. And was this a chicken or the egg? Meaning, Chapek would... I'm, I'm going to screw this up. 
Iger would have came back. So then they decided to fire Chapek, or was it they're going to fire Chapek? Iger, did, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Did right? They, like they, they did only they invite him back because they were getting rid of him, or did they get rid of him because they were inviting him back? Correct. It seems like they decided Chapek was out. They approached Iger about who a successor could be. And I think, I'm, I'm sure he was like, what about me? Um, you know, that's <laughs> the impression. So that was Friday night, the 18th, that Susan Arnold, the chairman of the board, approached Iger. Iger then says, let me think about it. Um, and then shortly after that agrees to, I don't know whether that was Saturday, that was Sunday morning. I, I don't know. Um, and then they, they come out with the, the press release. Somebody calls Chapek, says you're out. He's about to introduce. <laughs> yeah, I was Ellen about to John. say, can we, can we please talk about this hilarious bit of news? He's about to introduce. So, Where was it? At the bowl? It was at it was the Dodger Stadium. Stadium. Oh my God. Way. Yeah. So yeah. Elton John's performing at Dodger Stadium. And in some weird corporate synergistic nonsense, <laughs> Bob Chapek is supposed to come out onto the stage and introduce Elton John, right? Was, was, so, on was, it li- was it live on there or were they know. filming it for? I thought it was live, Do- I want to say. I thought so too. Yeah. Um, or, de- you know, some yeah, delay yeah, yeah. or something. Okay, but, so that makes a little more sense, but still, it, it does seem janky. Well, they, they, so I've listened to numerous podcasts about this, read numerous <laughs> articles. So I someone was uh, saying that um, Disney had a corporate tent, you know, at... Dodger Stadium, I guess, in the parking lot or whatever, and people's phones just started blowing up with this news um, as it came out. So there's, it's an interesting question as to where he physically was. I want, um, I want to believe in my heart of hearts that he was in some like, um, just awkward conversation with Sir Elton John and just being like, yeah, you know, this is a really great opportunity for Disney. Thanks for agreeing to do this. And he's like, hold on, I gotta. I gotta take this. And Elton was like, what was up? And that's my Elton John impression. Okay. And and he's like, oh, nothing. No, that was nothing. Let's get this show on the road. I got a dog uh, in a kennel, and there's just the kennel calling. Oh, wow. But that's really nice that you think Bob Chapek would have a dog, because I don't feel like he has... I don't know. I don't. I think that he's show. a liar. I think that that was <laughs> oh, just Oh, that a, was his excuse. That was an excuse. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Elton saw right through it. Thank you for that wonderful reenactment. That's how uh, it happened. So, where else do we want? What uh, what else do we want to say here? So, um, that's kind of the gist of him getting <laughs> removed, right? As CEO. So he found out the same time everybody else found. It out. sounds it like seems, it, it, it yeah. seems as if that's um, the case. They they both agreed to a non disparagement agreement as part of the severance. Hmm. So neither of the, they won't it, talk crap on him. He won't talk correct. crap on Disney. Correct. Yeah, but that I mean, doesn't mean we can't. That yeah. is correct. Yeah, I mean you're already seeing, you're already hearing things. Um, the, apparently, the board was um, not pleased with his performance as far back as summer, early or late spring. Why the it's, f did they renew him then? That that's the that's the million dollar. I, well, I I've been bullish on his removal for quite some time. I never predicted that. Or thought Iger would be the the replacement, but I certainly thought Chapek was, um, you know, didn't have much time left. I'm going to give you guys several categories to discuss, and okay. you can choose the order in which we discuss them because I want to hit them all. Okay. 
One is the secret D23 Expo meeting. Uh, the, like, you're, you're familiar no. with this whole thing. Catherine, you are? Yeah, but I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Just uh, mention it. Two is the straw dog principle um, of basically... They him, set him up. They set him up to oh. fail the Hudsucker proxy, so to speak. Um, three is the um, just general rumors and the rumor mill around there. And four is... Bob Iger's biggest challenges moving forward. Like, what's the what are the sure. what are his must do must dos now that he is? Let's in get it. Stacy on the case. <laughs> this is this is Bob Iger's must do must do. So to, Summit, get to your one Columbus. question, um, the conspiracy theorist in me does sort of wonder whether you know there there is a this is a political science thing, but there's a Machiavellian principle where a king will install a cruel overlord to implement all of the bad policies and then kills the overlord and the populace is like, oh, he's amazing. He took out the overlord. That's, that's pretty much and the straw dog. Principle, yeah, I so. mean, it, it's basically, so did they put him in there to raise the prices and put in all these negative park things and, you know, take the hit on di the Disney Plus numbers and now... Chapek can come back in and leave some of it. That's a popular theory. I, um, if you're to believe what has come out as far as Iger's belief with some of these things is that he was very displeased with the price hikes, um, what he was doing with the, the parks. Um, now there's already, so one thing, there's already speculation um, that the park reservation system is going away for ticket holders, not pass holders. Um, Iger's going to get all the credit for it, but apparently it's been in the works <laughs> for some time. Um, so, I think... I, I, have an, I have a little inside info on that. Okay. I heard one-day tickets. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. no, no any multi-day tickets are going to go away. Uh, park reservations. Huh. There's still in and, and the two o'clock park hopping, which is probably one of our biggest mm -hmm. things, is going to go away. Um, but a I think they're a asking annual pass holders to still. Um, <laughs> That's make bizarre. Some, oh, we'll see. No, but I get I get it because when you buy a multi-day ticket, they are date based. Yeah. Right. So it you, you know you, you what have an eight-day window yeah. for a five-day ticket or whatever it is. Pass holders, I get it. it they probably want to have a sense of okay, on a you know the first Saturday, all the data tells them how many people are showing up. They shouldn't be surprised, right? Year after year, the the parks, the same amount of people show up to the parks. But you know they want to know on a, the first Saturday of a festival, we're going to get the numbers look yeah, like, yeah a lot of annual pass holders to check out a festival. Um, so that's already that's already out there, but I don't think I I think the thing that we still don't know is why the sudden change in twenty twenty right before the pandemic hits. Because well, you know, you know something I I learned this week and I did not know this. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think who to credit this to. It was either the Disney Dish or Podcast the Ride. It was one okay. of those podcasts um, that talked about that Disney has like a private intelligence branch. Like essentially there's an FBI Disney. Okay. I did not know that was the thing that happened. Like I'm sure they can track every move of everybody, but like in a larger sense, like a right. more global tracking, 
And they knew how bad COVID was going to be, especially in the Chinese part. Um, and that Iger saw the writing on the wall and said, I'm going to get out of here. Um, and that's one of the theories is that this like intelligence had had some but, forecasting that they were able to say this is going to be awful and but i think through this i've learned quite a bit about Iger, quite a bit more okay um i don't think he would have i don't think he would have he cares too much i mean he's coming back because he cares right i mean the big thing is what you don't let i don't know if it's because he cares or he wants to be in the mix well, I think he's I think he's bored. I don't think he's the kind of guy who's going to sit back quietly sure. and retire. Clearly, that's not going to happen. Yeah. He's, he's I mean, you in could, his early 70s. You, like, you could question some of his behavior through throughout the course of this, of having his toe. Oh, egg, oh eggle, yeah. He's a... Uh, body <laughs> in the pool still. Yeah. Um, but I, I was trying to think of an apt... Uh, analogy or or whatever. I think the phrase. big. I, th- I think the big comparison is the Leno Conan. Oh yeah, I heard night. that one. And I've also heard uh, Jordan and the Wizards, but that one's not quite as as apt. I don't think. But um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no. I think I think where I'm going with this is to say, Chape, and we've been saying this for the like Chapek. I think never understood the emotional connection people have to the company. I think he thought of it as they made widgets. And what a yeah. widget being a movie, an attraction, right? Merchandise, whatever. And Chape I mean Iger saying, you know, he felt like the, the company was losing its soul. Like he gets Yeah. He he knows it's not he doesn't manage somebody said Chapek just manages by spreadsheets. And it's true. And it's like Iger he has that he could walk the tightrope of mm-hmm. well and, and to your point and i i don't think i'm repeating this from somewhere else i feel like this is an original thought but it could have been something i heard somewhere i feel like Iger has a better sense that the parks drive things like disney plus and that if you have people who go to the parks and have a good experience that that will send them home and thinking about Disney and the things that they liked and, you know, exploring other things. Whereas I feel like with the Chapek era, it was let's extract as much money from this as we possibly can, not use it to support the other branch as far as interest goes. Correct. And that's kind of what you're saying too, I think, is that having an emotional connection to it. Yeah, you could say it any a bunch of different yeah, ways, but just not having the knowledge that like or the foresight to realize that some of the intangibles um, end up being like like uh, guest experience and and you know guest positivity towards the brand leads to a positive uh, you know revenue drive. Right, that a, a person who enjoys their time in Disney World is more likely to go home and re-up their subscription to Disney+. Plus. You know, the thing that, this is a little bit of a, a subject change, but the thing that surprised me after this was how many people have a negative view, and I'm not talking Disney people, I'm talking about regular person on the street, a negative view of Bob Chapek. Like, just your average Joe who saw the story in the newspaper. Well, I, I didn't realize um, Jim Cramer 
had called for his firing about two weeks ago after oh, the, really? after the earnings. Jim Cramer, he's on CNBC. He's the booyah guy. Uh, he's kind of a character. Yeah, he's character like bombastic. Term, yeah, uh, <laughs> just a goofy. But I mean, he he moves stocks, and you know, so um, I didn't. I, I, that that kind of I don't know if any like nobody was. I don't watch that show on any sort of regular basis to, to know that <laughs> he did that. But I, usually something that, that big would have been made the, the news rounds within mm. the Disney community, but I, ha- I hadn't seen it. But. Speaking of that earnings call, one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite things that has come out this, this week. I like this. It is just like to be on that call where they have come under the projection by a billion dollars and Bob Chapek. So they've under. Under they. They un- lost. They lost. Yeah. Two, was it two billion? Almost I thought two it was billion? one point something, like one point seven. Yeah, somewhere around wow. there. Wow. Yeah. Over that never happens, and that Bob Chapek is singing the praises of the Oogie Boogie Bash. <laughs> <laughs> that <No>. is <clears throat> wild. Yeah. It's wild to can you can we all just take a second and picture the phrase oogie boogie bash. Put yourself in the position of a major, major shareholder that is in this meeting millions of dollars. Who is losing millions of dollars as a result of what is perceived to be major mismanagement. And Chapek is up there going, Hey, listen, I know you guys I know you guys are, are rough, but did you guys see the Oogie Boogie Bash? <laughs> you guys see this thing? Huge hit. I, I love will, it. I will say, I would. This is the biggest part. I will, the biggest component of his reign being Chapex, um, that Wall Street kind of pivoted immediately from grow your subscriptions, grow your subscriptions, no matter what, right? That's why they priced it at what they did six dollars or whatever, and then all of a sudden. They changed it to, oh, we want you to be profitable. Netflix went through the same thing. A bunch of these other streaming services are going to go through the same thing. So they had to put all this stuff into production and pay like the upfront costs so, to get all this material. So I, I think he was getting held to a standard that was changed on a dime, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a lot of this stuff was set forth by under Iger. So I will defend him in that, in that sense. Although, it came out that he was doing a little bit of uh, uh, cooking the books. So I, I was thinking about it. I, I don't think it was t- technically illegal. No, what it, he it did. wasn't because it was all internal. No, it's just sneaky. No, right. So so the story goes there was two productions. Well, do you even know? I don't even know if yes. you put them like on a. On a yeah, the, I the one never... is the uh, Doogie Howser remake. Oh, that's the right, girl <laughs> yes. from Hawaii, I believe. Correct. Um, and then the other one, I forget what it was. I was trying to societies was that oh, in the yeah. title something? Oh, yes. Do you know these? Uh, they were on Disney Plus. You probably watch Either Disney Plus the most. Series. I think they're series. They're series. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the story goes that in order to hide the losses for the production and marketing costs of these two shows. They initially debuted them for one day on the Disney channel in order to put those costs and all those costs on the Disney channel TV side, as opposed to the 
the direct Disney to consumer Plus. Disney Plus side. Is it the Mysterious Benedict Society? There you go. I uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend who works on that show. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. heard of it. Is it like a tween thing? It does. It seems it, like a uh, tween. It's comedy. more like I think it has more of a lemony snicket feel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Having never seen it, that's exactly the like vibe. Like a series I, I, of unfortunate <laughs> events. Yeah. That's like the vibe it gave. Yeah, me it's a Tony Hale, Kristen Shaw, and a bunch of kids. Oh. And it's like a. It looks like a school. That I, sounds never familiar. The Tony Hale yeah. part. Yeah, but. So that has just come out recently, and uh, so he knew he was under significant pressure if he was doing. I, I guess it's shady. Just yeah, it's uh, shady. Like, it's it's, just, it's stri- weird strategy. <laughs> shade meister. Yeah. Um, it's just funny that for a little bit of time he got away with it to be like, look at this major success. <laughs> Don't look over there. Don't look at that pool. I like to think about the guy who's in charge of the. Disney Channel component of the company who's like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, shut up, Kevin. No one cares about the Disney Channel. We just we just lost $2 million. Right. This is like a really stupid question, but is the Disney Channel, it's still around. Is it? Yeah, I guess. I, I feel like I have not watched the Disney Channel. I wouldn't and be I can't surprised tell you if how. you had. I mean, I would be surprised if you had. Not a stupid yeah. question. That's totally valid. Yeah, I, have no idea. I guess it is. I mean, it is. I would I have think. to. Based I'm going to have to go home and search. <laughs> It'd be even shadier if he reinstituted the Disney <laughs> Channel just to post losses there. Because <laughs> Disney Channel had some really good shows. Oh my gosh. That's where... Hillary Duff. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Duff, Duff, yeah. Duff, yeah, dude. <laughs> that, that, you raise an interesting point because. They must still have it. They have. I have to get but like, uh, are they showing stuff that's on Disney Plus? Uh, mm. I, I need to get on the Xfinity. Well, wasn't like a Girl Meets World? Wasn't that Disney Channel? Don't, no. Don't ask me about. I, I, we haven't had cable television in what <laughs> five years. You know, it might be cat. It might have been Catherine. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I'm. Tr- Trying to think of well, okay. So what's we're getting a little in the weeds with yeah, the Disney yeah, yeah. Channel here. Yeah, yes, sorry. it is. It is still a thing. Um, yeah, lots of Disney Junior on there. Um, Jake and the Neverland Pirates and such. <laughs> oh, Doc yeah. McStuffins. Yeah, Doc McStuffins. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh yeah. Oh, I just yeah. assumed a lot of that when I went to. I think some of the catalog did, but yeah. the new episodes. Gotcha. It's like Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Okay. <clears throat> Um, Catherine, do you want to talk a little bit about this covert? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, yeah. What's, I, I didn't hear this. Oh this is gosh. interesting. I, I have d- dived to very <laughs> strange corners of the internet this week on this, on this case. Um, so evidently, um, Bob Chapek during the D23 Expo, he hosted... Um, was that like a luncheon? A luncheon at Royal Street, which is the like prestigious private um, uh, restaurant in New Orleans Square, um, and he it was for influencers mm-hmm. and bloggers, and it was said. Oh, that so that's. I, I saw all, somebody we yes, know. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was of the all press. off the record. Right. And basically, since that moment, a lot of the people who were in that room have not been as negative 
to Bob Chapek as they had been in the past. So there's a lot of questions on like the integrity of like journalistic integrity with this sure. is like, mm-hmm. you know, you were taking a free like lunch and getting like free information and I don't know that that really relates to Iger in any way, but it's just an interesting thing that there's it's been an interesting so- facet of this story. Yeah. Like that there are multiple like technically like news outlets, whatever they are, web um, you know, Disney websites, bloggers, what have you, that were here that have been to an extent kind of singing his praises or in defense of uh, Bob Chapek even since the transition. And a lot of people are now starting to expose like, wait, you were at this luncheon where, you know. I mean, those kinds of things happen hmm. no matter what it is. Oh, yeah. I, those kinds of things happen all the time. But I've been making that to take this to a broader sense. That a lot of these people that get in, that become influencers, quote unquote, or mm-hmm. bloggers, bloggers, these people are looked to as an authority from a journalistic standpoint. None of these people, I, I mean, I'll, I shouldn't say none. I would think the vast majority of these people haven't had journalism training or went to school for this, <laughs> where there's clear lines of ethics as far as what you can say and not say and things of that nature. and. Yeah, being hosted, quote-unquote, for events and singing the praises of the company and then not being truthful. So, um, you you know, was he taking advantage of these people and not knowing those things? uh, I have to read some more about this. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It it, seems like something that Bob Iger would never do. Oh. I mean, not. I don't know. I'll do a little bit of research while we continue to talk, but I know that um, this was a thing that happened, and uh, just a little, just a little shady. All right, so I think let's get into the meat and potatoes of this, which is just how um, much of a heavy lift is Bob Iger inheriting, and what are the biggest challenges and what are like the things that he absolutely must do in his second uh, and presumably limited tenure here as the head of the Disney company. So I'm going to kick it to people who have a little more insight than, than I do. So anyone feel free to chime in. His biggest thing is he needs to find a successor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Above all, he has a lot to fix. But he needs to to find someone, whether that's inside, outside. Uh, there's plenty of names that have been speculated, um, but that needs to be. What do you? Um, any names that um, you think? If I was a betting man, mm-hmm. which I happen to be, um, <laughs> you my, are my sizable bet would go would go on Tom Staggs, mm. whose current role is. So he is currently. Not with Disney. What so was he right before? He was... Was he CFO or was he Parks? Ooh, I don't know. One of the two. So the, so he was he was being... So a podcast... Well, Catherine, I know, because I shared it with Catherine. Um, was this the Bill Simmons? <laughs> no, no. This was the Len Testa. Did Disney Dish. Yeah. Had Jim Hill. So the, there was... Spec, he was on the very short list to replace Iger back in... What, when did he leave? 2016? 2015? Something along those lines? 
I'm talking about Tom Stax. And why did he leave? So uh, what was the what was the? He basically was blocked by an activist investor who got Steve Jobs' widow to say she wanted Tom Staggs out. Wow. Because Tom Stagg, what what was the, he overrode some decision with Marvel or something? I'm trying, I, I should have listened to it again on the, on the car ride. I'm, I'm getting so maybe someone some someone with a, with power who had a vendetta against him was able to effectively oust him from his position. Correct. And where is he now? Where is so he been now since he, then? He and Kevin Meyer, <laughs> Mayor, Mayor, is it mm-hmm. Mayor, who was let go recently from Disney, um, both are like co-CEO of is it Candle Media? Yes. So it's another company that produces a. It, they're they're affiliated with Reese Witherspoon and the stuff she's producing. Hello, uh, Sun- yeah. Hello, Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Is yes. that yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, I'm speaking of things that I have no idea about, but you ain't seen Big Little Lies, bro. Oh, is that is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, no, I I hadn't. Oh, it's good. Um. <laughs> so the speculation is they would have, um, Disney would have to purchase that company to get him back in the fold. Okay. Now seems like a drop in the bucket. Yeah, I mean, I guess not knowing exactly how much. And, and, there, and there's some synergy because they do a lot of kid shows, like young kid. Mm-hmm. Tell, uh, there's some. Is it Noggins? Nugans? Is that Noggin? I think Noggin. That, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I think they're they're responsible for that. So I think there's a lot of things that could get rolled in um, that you know w- would make sense with with Disney buying them. So that's that's my. Uh, what about Josh tomorrow? He has been speculated about. Now, the, the problem that the what they were saying about Chapek was he didn't have the experience of managing all the talent as far as movies, show, you know, all the stuff that's involved with Disney+. Plus. Mm. So if you see him in the next six months transition out of Parks mm-hmm. Chairman... Then you, you could probably see the handwriting on the wall that he would be the successor. Or so, or somebody they're, they're trying you, to internally cross train him, so to correct. speak. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because JPEG just never had that um, that experience, and that that was one of the big knocks was the like CAA who represents uh, Scarlett Johansson basically said we can't, like this guy, we can't work with this guy. It's just it's, yeah, it's and bad. It, and I mean, with and that's an app. Like that—that's a really good point. That they touch so much. There's so many arms to this company that you really need to either be like one of these, like just like uh, one in a million visionaries um, that just has it, like without having to have the boots on the ground experience. Like they just get it, or you need to have at least a little bit like touched each arm of the company in some capacity. Yeah. yeah, to like really flourish in this role. So like, and and I don't mean like at the Disney company. You have to have had a little bit of knowledge and experience of like those different arms. So like, are there any external ones that are? I mean, I guess Tom Stagg is technically yeah. external now, but anyone else that's like a wild card that is being floated around? No, well, I mean, there's all there's the rumor of Iger's being brought in to orchestrate a sale to to Apple. I, I don't buy that. 
the regular there's no way that would pass antitrust <laughs> uh, I don't know regulations or whatever you want to call it um, that, would that would be, get that it would get approved no no chance in this environment that so, would be a, a unprecedented they would have to, they would have to sell <laughs> off a bunch of stuff to to even approach and they could I mean they could sell off a lot of the t- they could sell off ABC they could sell off ESPN a lot of that stuff and just keep you know Disney plus they could sell off Hulu they could you know it's ins- I mean it's insane to think of it but I don't think right so. but I, I don't foresee it and then an Apple executive taking over um, that's what somebody said is you know Iger needs to find his Tim Cook is uh, hmm. you know yeah um, so that that th- those are I think we mentioned Peter Rice. Yeah. What and he was just like, oh, right? He was like, oh, he was like the guy and Chapek was like, eh, eh you're yeah. out. And yeah. I think the big thing is Peter Rice was the other main competitor like kind of in Iger's camp. Yeah. against Chapek and Chapek promptly got rid of him <laughs> so if Iger was to bring Peter Rice back that would be a dead giveaway that he would want Peter Rice to be the heir apparent yeah um but see I think this is important but I think in the very short term he's got to start finding ways to get Disney's name in the news positively because if you're talking about the stock price and you're talking about the public perception and it doesn't necessarily like doesn't necessarily have to be parks news. I mean it can be news about Disney Plus being more profitable or you know big money made from movies or something like that. But after the thing the very thing that actually I think probably broke the camel's back to get Chapek out, which was the loss from Disney Plus He's got to fix that. Even if it's not totally fixed, he's got to fix the perception yeah, it's, in a short period of time. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that Bob Iger is inheriting um, a brand reputation problem, the likes of which he has not, did not see for probably his entire first tenure as the uh, head of the Disney company. And so, like he really needs to take the steps to fix that because honestly that kind of what we talked about earlier is that that intangible brand reputation leads to positive numbers on the balance sheet Mm -hmm. and like that's like that long-term thing that like you know chapek um was criticized by us too of having this short-sighted view of like Let's get some um, revenue drivers that look good in the short term, but in the long term, it was killing brand reputation, which is basically killing you, like, moving forward. So, like, Bob Iger needs to get the wheels in motion. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's his job, not mine, because I wouldn't want to have to try and come up with those solutions that are going to move the needle. So let's just round robin a few things. I, uh, you know, Scott and I, I know, listened to some old podcasts of ours from earlier this year, <laughs> our predictions, and we didn't outright say, will Chafex still be in this job by the end of the year? I swore we did, but we didn't. Um, so I want to have some concrete round robin predictions from us. Um, within the next year, 
will park reservations go away for everyone? I'm going to start with Rob because I feel like he's got the most, uh, um, no park reservations at all. I, I think it's a happy medium of what they're doing with the, the annual pass people. So you think basically the next announcement will be it for the next year, you think? Yes, I okay. will stick with that. I was going to say, I feel like this is going to be a slow progression. It's going to start with what Rob the, said. Okay. Um, and then eventually I th- think it'll phase out. But, but not within the next year? <clears throat> I think it might take maybe over a year. Okay. I'm going to be positive and say, I hope it's gone within the next year. Matt? I agree with Rob. And, if it, and I also kind of see the merits of why they have it for why they would keep it for annual pass holders and i think that if you just had it for annual pass holders i don't see it being that bad so like i'm gonna say no i also thought what if they incentivized so it's not required (coughs) you want to go to epcot right now you should go but if within three days five days even a week hey annual pass holders Tell us you're coming within a week. One free fast pass or something. As in, if you do that, you get some. It doesn't. I mean, some I'm not saying rise of the resistance yeah, or yeah. something. It's it just some B level fast pass. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, like the something. All right. My issue I, I have right now is like with the whole pass holder thing. Either there's a lot of pass holders that live out of state, so to make a park reservation, I feel. I don't, I don't, I just don't feel like that's right versus like if you're a pass holder in Florida, you're like a resident in Florida. I almost feel like. I, I get that. I, I, I would almost residents see Residents should maybe have the reservation if you're like you're out of state. Like your time is very, it's precious when you're down there, when you're out of state. What about. And a pass holder. What about no reservations for. Oh, oh, <laughs> Siri, what do you have to say? Um, no reservations or reservations needed for regular annual pass holders, but no reservation needed if you're staying at a Disney resort. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Because they know you're going to be there. Yeah. They just don't know just where. (laughs) I just feel like being an out-of-state pass holder, like, it's a slap on my, like, wrists. Like, I don't know. Uh, Scott, what do you think? I think it'll still be there. I think this is too valuable to them for planning purposes. <laughs> but it, it's it's weird that he was so um, defensive in the sense of... D- def- the family like, from Seattle? Yeah, like, this isn't going away. This is, And then... Here to know already, it was in the works. Already in the works, yeah. yeah. It, Re- just, refresh my memory. Okay. Who put the park system, like, so it was system in place? COVID. It was a post-COVID thing to, to manage crowds. And staffing, yes. Yeah. Okay. But it was mostly... The COVID thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. But under his right. reign. Well, that, that would have been, been changed. Because yeah. yeah. okay. he was after the... Thank you. <clears throat> but it stayed after... Yeah, know. I mean, after all, any of the, you know, uh, caps on yeah. attendance. When you think about it, this is the problem. This is where I get hung up and why I think it'll still be around. I think there will be some kind of changes that, sort of like Catherine said, will incentivize... Um, this for people because before there was a de facto park reservation it was fast passes they they had this for years but it didn't seem like an inconvenience because you were getting something out of it Mm. so i don't know exactly what that will be 
but I could see the park reservation system sticking around and maybe you can get early entry if you have a park reservation or Oh, I like that too. That's a nice you know, yeah. something like yeah. something that doesn't make it seem like a negative. And then, you know, park opens for everybody at 9 a.m., but you could get in at 8 if you have a reservation or something like that so that it doesn't yeah. seem like as much of a negative as it is right. now. Yeah. All right. So, my next question is are we seeing I'm going to say significant. So use mm-hmm. use your own definition of significant changes to the Genie Plus system. Rob? Oh, absolutely. What do you think? Well, already we're seeing, so today I, I'm looking at an article that says the price was significantly cut. Um, let me let me let me filibuster. Didn't here. last so, week. Didn't it so hit like it went a, up like a record 20, high? It was at like 29. This article has the... Uh, so today's price, I think this is this is posted three hours ago is when we're recording this, so Sunday morning. Um, today's price is $17 per guest, down from the previous record high of 29 that had been in place for the last week. Um, I, I don't think that's because they got... There's far less people there. I think it's... They, this is a direct result. The... I know I'm jumping all over the place, but um, it'll be interesting to see if Josh tomorrow, how much of some of this stuff was he actually was it, stood behind, or was yes. he just speaking for Chapek? Yes, and were the things Chapek wanted to do even worse, and <laughs> Josh was able to blunt it some yeah. somehow? Because um, I mean, we're you know we talked <coughs> about Josh tomorrow being a potential successor. But, um, you know, he, his reputation has taken a bit of a hit yeah. as being, um, the park guy during the Chapek era. Well, yeah, <laughs> as being perceived as a bit of a, um, as being complicit to, uh, Chapek's actions and, you know, and, and probably a lot of that is unfair and he's not, wasn't exactly like beating the drum hard for all of Chapek's, but like, what was he going to do? Like, if he were to like openly dissent, that would be career suicide. Career suicide. So we had to. He was in a bad position. Yeah. What? What? Catherine, you'll know this. At what D twenty three Expo <laughs> did they throw out the Genie Plus? I believe was that was nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, or G Disney Genie. Not plus. Well, cr- cr- yeah. Yeah, we didn't know about plus. Yeah, until. it was Chapek that presented it, so it would have been. Well, it wasn't obvious. It was the, the Target was, Dogs. It was the. Yeah. Not, Do you remember it being part of the present? Because you weren't there in nineteen. No, I was. Okay, so I, I, I think I remember. I, re- I remember doing the podcast. Me, Rob, and Scott saying like, "If you want a pirate day," mm. and it was right. such a bad presentation. Right. Um. I'm just. So this. It was obviously started. Under Iger, mm-hmm. but the whole the whole thing could have changed with the oh, pricing definitely. of it and making it a the plus portion of it, yeah. right? And then mm-hmm. the the individual lightning lane and all that stuff. Yeah, um, it could have been just the Disney genie portion of it. Uh-huh. Help you plan your day, right? Give you recommendations, yeah. things of that nature. For the without... dumb dumbs in the world. <laughs> This me, I was insulted by this when they announced it. I know. I was so, I was so insulted by this. Um, Holly, will we see significant changes to Genie Plus or the Genie system? I think so. If like there's already a decrease in price, I think you're going to see other things um, happening. Okay. 
I agree. I think there will be a big change. I think this is similar to what Scott was saying before, that outside of Disney people knowing about things, if you talk to a non-Disney person who maybe has been to the parks in, in their life, oh, they make you pay for fast passes now. Mm -hmm. That is like, everyone knows that. Everyone in the world knows that. And it's like such a... Like, it's a bad it is a thing. It is a bad, bad, like, mark on on the parks and i think that could be a great thing for us the consumer i think if i were i mean if i were in a decision making capability with disney one thing i would do immediately is take whatever money i think i'm going to get from the genie thing and roll it into ticket prices and just give them to people. Don't separate it out because that is what makes it look worse is when you have the nickel and diamond yes. and they're getting hit hard for that. I mean, that's a negative mm -hmm. thing in the press. They get, they're getting people realize that that's there. That's a good point. It wouldn't look as bad if, if they increased, pricing. if they yeah. increased ticket prices across the board by 20%, which would be a lot, but then, but then got rid of the, the fee for it. The fee, it's it's just really it it's really just perception. Yeah, yeah, it's but, so easy. I mean, it, that that seems obvious to me. I, I said the same thing. Like when they rolled out, um, I hate the idea of hotel resort fees, and I just put it in the price. So, so yeah. I and I said this when they char started charging for parking. It's like just just make the room. Fifteen dollars more a yeah. night. Like nobody's. It's, it's, it's the psychology of it. It's mm -hmm. like it's like getting to a place and being like, "That's going to be a thousand dollars," and being like, "Okay, that's how much it is." Or, "Okay, that's going to be eight hundred dollars." And then when you get there, they're like, "And with taxes and fees and everything and parking, that's going to be two hundred dollars." So, yep. and then you go, "But I already paid eight hundred dollars." I will. Whereas if you just like, then you have to live it again. It's 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 purely psychology because it's the same amount. Mm -hmm. That was a huge selling point as a travel agent in the old system. Was I would book it out with ho your hotel, um, the Magical Express, free transfers, your fast passes, and the dining plan. And I would tell people, I'd be like, the only thing you have to spend any money when you're down there is souvenirs. Mm -hmm. If the kids want stuff in the parks or whatever you want, I was like, that's the only spending money you need. Now you have to factor in. There's no more dining plan. That's another thing that people think will come back. I I don't, I don't foresee that. that. But um, yeah, I mean, now all these all these little fees and and you could build in the price. For the genie plus but then you got the individual lightning lanes and yeah. all that so yeah but here again with the dining plan you could make the dining plan more profitable than buying food by itself i mean just charge what you need to charge for it and give yeah. people that that option like I, that i don't know why that's not super obvious. i don't know why it hasn't come back in all honesty because when I mean, there's there was there was internet article after internet article or YouTube videos about to get the most bang for your buck, order these specific entrees at these specific uh, um, <laughs> restaurants. restaurants. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm I'm people left Holly and I the first two times we went we left credits on the. Oh, yeah. Sure I think the vast majority do. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> or you get the people with their snack credits going and buying this stuff. Water the, bottle yeah. for the plane home. Like <laughs> the candy in the, yeah. in the gift shops. So, you know, 
that's it's weird that they haven't brought it back and now everything's back to full cap- I understand when there was the capacity with yeah. restaurants and you had the social distancing but now none of that is is uh constricting so yeah. I don't know. Matt so do you think there'll be major changes to G plus I do okay um all right another quick round robin <laughs> um do we see any changes which could include bringing it back the magical express no. Another thing they got a lot of flack for. Matt saying no. no. No, I think that's too big. Okay, Scott. Oof, that's tough. That that's expensive for them, and it was a free service. That if they brought it back, they'd have to make it a separate paid service. I think, and I don't know that that's beneficial as another add-on cost. Right. I I do not foresee it. Holly. I don't see it coming back, but I would like to see it come <laughs> back because that is the magic when you go to Disney World. It's a good start. It's definitely a good start I to mean, the vacation. What's the transportation now? Like, oh, you have to figure it out. The Sunflyer, the Sun Mirrors, or is yeah, it not? Yeah. Mirrors Connect. Or yeah, you're paying for it, or private, or an Uber. They yeah. they can't afford <clears throat> to introduce a service that is purely a net negative. I, I, okay, I have, a, I'm saying not bringing it back. I'm saying we get someone in that position to negotiate the Disney Springs location back into the Virgin train. No. Yes. I kind of want to side with you on that one. Wait, so you're saying that's going to happen? I, I think right, right now Universal has the... The stop will be at Universal. It's not going to be at Disney. It's going to be far away from Disney World. I think they will have someone who will be able to negotiate the worth of that stop being near Disney World. Hmm. I don't know enough about it. To, um, I could... I could... <laughs> sorry, that's a shame. I could see it, it happening, I guess. Okay. You seem pretty confident. I do. About it. I I have done a lot of research oh, on okay. this. Yes, I I I do. We need I, to do something. Yeah. Um, all right. So I uh, this is my <clears throat> last round robin question I can think of. I've got one too, but go ahead. Okay. Um, will Bob Iger still be in charge in three years? Oh. So he's got two years right now on the. How board. long was his first tenure? Oh, 15. Oh, five, uh, oh, five to. F- to 2020 I, I mean you might yeah. be splitting hairs with yeah them. holly do you i see an extension okay i agree i mean if you think about it the amount of stuff that needs to get done and to find a successor mm-hmm. that's going to take longer than two years how old Definitely. is he 71 too 71 so i'm oh, thinking as he's like you know cleaning up the mess <laughs> the board will be like hey what can we extend you for another year or maybe two years i think there's going to be an extension i think five's the magic number i think he'll i think he'll be the, to find a successor unless it's tom staggs who knows the company i think anyone else is gonna take a little bit of work yeah clearly um so my understanding is the two year was his um, stipulation, not the mm. board's. Oh, it was, and it was his wife that. But didn't Willoughby just sign a five year contract for basketball? I don't know. 
if she's gonna be on the Knicks. I don't know. I think <laughs> Wait, I, oh, really? I, what? I think she just signed a a contract for herself for a deal, and that's I why she, she has was something to do with uh, the school at USC. Oh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Matt, what do you think? I think it'll be longer than three years. Okay. Scott? I definitely think it will be. I just don't think, if you're coming back, if you're him, you've had a taste of quote-unquote retirement. You didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to jump right back into that that quickly. Doesn't 20 years sound really good? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, him saying I oh, was oh, in this job <laughs> for 20 years. I feel if, if Iger was the one who said two years, I think he's going to find himself like, ooh, <clears throat> This might take longer. Yeah. I think he two might. years will go by in a yeah. flash. I think he'll change. He'll change his mind. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Longer than three years? Three might three between three and four, maybe three and a half. Okay. I could see, um, I but could longer see. than the two that originally stipulated. Yeah. Okay, two years is nothing. That is nothing. <laughs> by the time he gets settled in. He'll still be buying office furniture yeah, at that right. point. Yeah. She uh, she is currently the dean of the USC Anna, Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Scott, what was your round robin? Oh, my round robin. So I listened to a, a few podcasts about this. And one thing, one notion that people had was that Bob Iger wouldn't come back and not make a big move for the company. So just let's wildly speculate what we think a big move could be, or if you think that that's not likely, that, you know, that's an okay answer too. I, I, I've heard this, uh, probably the same rumor of, of them buying Netflix. I don't, there's too much, they got into this boat because they have so much debt on the books because of buying Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until that goes away or interest rates come down, um, I, I don't foresee a gigantic um, purchase. I could see them selling off stuff. Yeah, I I, I, I would, I would more so ESPN. see a uh, a big move as a sale because they need to they need to offload um, you know how they can. I, I I don't foresee a big purchase at least not in the next year or so. Does anyone else? No, I agree. I feel like things need to like stabilize first before a big something big. Guys, you gotta pick something here. Pie in the sky. We're just guessing here. I've I've got one and it's insane. Probably won't happen, but wouldn't it be cool to look back at this and be like, remember when I said that? Go ahead. Fifth gate. Disney World. Ah. This Mm. whole dumb dumbass encanto and uh, Coco and dark fantasy world behind that is so dumb it is such a potpourri of BS They if they want to do all these things and they have all these great ideas then we need to open a fifth game. yeah and that's that's will be Bob Iger's legacy besides Pixar Marvel and I think Star I want to go with you on it because isn't Universal ahead oh, of well, Disney mm-hmm. Well, with, with their third gate, they're with already third building gate. it. And, yeah. and they've got the the train stop, too. It's all coming together for you. Oh, my God, Catherine. We got I'm it. You like the train. The train. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the train. <laughs> the train's coming. <laughs> what, what's train. your prediction, Scott? So I, I feel like it's going to be a combination of these things. I feel like Iger is a master negotiator and will 
look to parlay some of these sales with some big moves in. So, you know, some of the things that Disney could offload without making, you know, waves that they're all oh, Disney's losing, you know, such and such, you know, Disney's losing Pixar or something like that. They'll they'll sell some of the things that they don't need that are not as profitable to them and use those to those proceeds to then turn around and do things like buy Netflix or <coughs> open their fifth gate, whatever you might want to say. So I think it'll be a combination of huge sales and huge buys. But I, I do think it's unlikely that he came in without a plan or some hope to do something big. Yeah, the, the problem is so many of the, ac the acquisitions during the Iger era are so now like depend codependent on each other like yeah if i mean marvel pixar lucasfilms 20 21st century fox they all now are like feeding into each other in like one unified infrastructure that like it almost is like you can't lose any of them and those are the biggest pieces so then it becomes some of the minor pieces but does that even thread that does that even move the needle enough to like to do anything uh, on the other side. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they, they all are feeding into each other. Yeah. But there's, a, I think there, the, you're thinking of like the huge, huge ones. I mean, there's a lot like ESPN is a, a thing and that's been a problem. I think Iger is I, very I, I, emotionally attached to ESPN, unfortunately yeah. for him. Yeah. I, I think that's possibly that gets him in the door with a lot of, not that he needs much uh, coaxing, but, Apparently him and Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, are quite close. Yeah. Um, so, I, what was that rumor about? Oh, uh, he was going to get blocked from buying uh, the, the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> because the, oh, the, well, the owner, <laughs> something happened, some business deal happened, and the owner is like, I will never, ever sell to Bob Iger. Yeah. Because that, that's been, there's been strong rumors of him. You're right. Possibly creating a group to purchase the Phoenix Suns. And then there was the rumor of him becoming the commissioner of basketball, but yeah. Adam Silver is He's not, way too yeah. young to... Yeah. He disrespected um, him at a dinner by saying that he identifies Charles Barkley as more of a 76er, <laughs> and he never forgot it. That was it. I did... So I have a, I have a personnel prediction. Okay. Kathleen Kennedy... Will be out in six months. Really? Oh, Whoa! Yes. Either retire or, or lightly be, shown the door. Yeah, or given some emeritus uh, position or something like that. Honestly, there. And the John best, Favreau will be John. Fa I was going to say John Favreau is like if if he became the head of the Star of, of Lucasfilms, the whole Star Wars stuff, people would be. So excited. But the problem is he has so much on the Marvel side too that like if he were to become the head of Lucasfilm. Yeah, he's happy. <laughs> he's not just happy. <laughs> <laughs> he has to come back and be happy. Well, I think you were saying about his biggest challenges, right? And we said Nate was it's also smoothing over a lot of relationships. Right, because the Feige's, I, I, the, the Feige's, and the all these, yeah, him especially. Right, was it DC that approached him about yeah. taking over? Yeah. So, and I'm sure Favreau. I mean, 
when Josh Gad comes out, it was basically like, this is the greatest day ever. Yeah. That's Imagine. terrible. Whew. Disney yeah. legend. Right. Man. I kind of want to go back and watch Josh Gad's acceptance speech and like see what the handshake looked like. <laughs> um, because Oof. clearly there was a little bit of no, no love lost yeah. between the two of them. Wait, with Josh Gad and... And Chape, I mean, Chape had gave him the Legends Award, and I th- mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he thanked him. But I would have liked to, I would like to maybe analyze the body language a little more. Between Josh Gad and Bob Chapek. What I don't understand why. Josh Gad tweeted on Sunday night, I'm like, gonna, "This is I'm, the yeah. best day ever. Welcome oh. back, Bob." Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant he said that in his speech, mm-hmm. and I'm like, when he became a legend, I'm like, well, what does that have to do with anything? No, I was just interested now in I their relationship. Mm-hmm. He's a proficient uh, tweeter here. So I'm trying to <laughs> a, lot, a lot of tweets since the last week. I do feel like we're going to have a lot more good news items. And it might just be a perception thing that JPEG let us down a, well, again, a I bad think that, path. I think that's where Iger kind of had his ear to the gr- Whatever. He just had... He was in the zeitgeist of knowing where the average Disney person is. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Chapek completely. He's a visionary, um, but he's also a shrewd businessman. Yeah. And, and he is yes. buying low on public perception. So really, the bar is low. That's like, exactly he's in a good He's in a good position. Like, he's in a bad position because he's inheriting a bad hand. But he's in a, on the other side, he's in a good position because the expectation is so low based on everything the general public and the Disney fan has expected and received in the last two years. So it's like anything positive, even if it's like would would be minor, is going to look amazing. Right. That's what I said to Catherine about this when we were talking about it the other day, that Chapek kind of has a win-win situation here. Maybe not entirely, but... He either comes back, he's, you know, the conquering hero. Iger, you mean? I, I'm sorry, did I say <laughs> Yeah, right? I was like, yeah. whoa. I was like, he's in a lose-lose. No, no, I, Iger is in a win-win situation. He either comes back, he's the conquering hero, fixes everything, he's fine. He comes back, even if things don't go right, the company is still muddling about in two years, a lot of that can still be blamed on things that Chapek did. And it's mm-hmm. it's not as easy to pin that on Iger after having come back. So he doesn't have a whole lot to lose. I mean, I, I I disagree with the notion that his legacy is tied up in the in the comeback. Yeah. I see ups and downs with his comeback. I mean, but you think about it, he's balanced. Yeah. He knows the business side. He can balance the business side with the the emotional mm-hmm. connection. It doesn't hurt that he's an excellent speaker. Mm-hmm. And that's where I give Josh tomorrow a lot of points, too, that even if you didn't like him, he's put together, he's good to look at, <laughs> and so is Bob Iger. Bob Chapek was a schlubby, non-emotional robot. And I know that that can be a lot of smoke and mirrors, and that is not a great percentage of what makes a leader, but it does help. It's right. it's the cover yeah. of the book. He's a bald shell of a ghoul. <laughs> Doctor Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they they refer to him having a tin ear. What does that mean? He heard like he heard everything. Like he was sensitive about 
he would hear all these rumors and criticisms. Oh, okay. And take them. Okay. I thought, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, you can imagine Iger just like letting things roll off yeah. his back and, you know, knowing what his plan yeah, is. Yeah, what the path forward is. Yeah. And and yeah. if you're caught up in your critics, it's uh, that's right. a, that's a, not the job you want if and you're going to worry about And did carry people. himself like he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Like he had an awareness of people hate me and I don't like that. Like he carried himself publicly like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Josh Gad's tweet was, I didn't think I... I don't think I've ever been so happy. Welcome home, Robert Iger. The goat is back. <laughs> four exclamation points. <laughs> oh, the four exclamation points. Man. Wow. Wow. Josh Gad says it. Josh Gad, <laughs> yeah. the, the heart of my soul, saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> Gad zooks. <laughs> Do we have any um, parting thoughts? Man, it's like... I know, there was so much. I, I know. I meant to uh, make a, a document with all my thoughts as they were happening mm-hmm. um, throughout the week, but I just did it. And I'm just looking forward to what 2023 yeah. has to I, offer. I agree. I, I feel point. like this came at like... like Christmas I mean, came early. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I guess if you listen to next week's podcast, um, we talk a lot about kind of our disappointment and burnout with the Disney company. This was before we knew. I mean, I think I said on the podcast it's going to air in two weeks that I wasn't sure that I definitely wanted to renew my annual pass, which is like... It's always darkest before the dawn. It is. And, like, I really, like, I woke up on Monday morning thinking, wow, like, I I needed this today. And I think I even mentioned, like, I'm just to the point where I am not... As willing to like run down there all the times as I do, like I need a break. Yeah. This did not quell my a desire for um, more universal in my life, but it it did uh, inject a little bit of vigor in my mm-hmm. Disney Park gene. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, any other thoughts about the Bob Allens? <laughs> Bob <laughs> Allens. Anything? No. no. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, any other um, last calls? No. Guardians' yeah. new song is up, and it looks kind of disappointing. Ooh. Oh, anyone yeah. wants a Guardians holiday special? Nope. All right, cool. No. no. Well, there's our review. <laughs> I haven't lost it. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.